What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Reserves Radio. A better week? What's up, Alex? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Angelo? Yeah, slightly better week for you. At least you can take a victory lap on one team, at least, I guess. How about them bills? Am I right? We'll get into it when we get into it, but I told you, final boss wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, as Mahomes said, they wanted it, they got it, and the Chiefs moved on. If they Bills, feel like Thanos, you, it's you, like they're in that. Here's here's the thing I don't understand about like, like, was what happened really that unpredictable? So like, one of the things you messaged me about late in that game was like, the Bills have two minutes. Why are they going for the touchdown? Do you know why they went for the touchdown twice in a row, Alex? Because they're the Bills. They're no, dumb. no. Well, that's part of it. But they went for the touchdown because they didn't have faith that they were going to get the stop if they settled for the field goal. Because they've been to this rodeo before, Alex. They have loss upon loss upon loss upon loss to the Kansas City Chiefs as history as a reminder that they got their asses handed to them. So they had to take that lead. They had to put pressure on Mahomes to score a touchdown. And they couldn't. They didn't. They lost. They beat themselves. Congratulations. I told you. Final boss is here to stay. I mean, my main issue with it is not like going for the touchdown in that drive. It's going for the touchdown when they went for it. Because, I mean, haven't they learned anything from their past no. like meetings versus the Chiefs? I mean, you, they you, scored the talking, field goal. You're talking, you're talking about the Buffalo Bills like they were the Cincinnati Bengals or something. Like they had this like amazing plan to stop he didn't stop here with this stop i'm sorry i don't care i don't care that the Bengals went like eight and seven or nine and seven or whatever it was they are still a better team with joe burrow than the bills will ever be with josh allen they did went 11 and six if i'm not mistaken so yeah um but yeah i mean one thing that was Bengals. what the Bengals? oh okay 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 um, yeah, one thing that was pretty evident to me when you were mentioning like having no plan to stop in Mahomes, uh, playing devil's advocate here, one big issue was that they had, I believe, two or three healthy linebackers like on the whole team. Everyone else was hurt. Like they're starting we'll two, this. three guys were all hurt. And then it was like, okay, their first plan was, okay, stop let's play this. zone. Let's play zone. And they got absolutely Stop cooked. And then Stop they were, okay, so let's blitz the hell out of this. And they Stop got absolutely them. cooked. So Stop at this, this point, you're like, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here, guys. But one Alex, thing that I do know. Alex, the Chiefs have no wide receivers. They let the NFL in drops. How many weeks did you come on here? Week after week after week. Being like, well, I don't blame my host for not trusting these guys. They drop all the passes. What happened to that, Alex? What happened? To, what happened to the Chiefs looking like the Philadelphia Eagles, Alex? What happened? I mean, playoffs came, and when the playoffs come, the better team usually wins, and the better team usually, and the team with the better coach usually finds a way to make it work, and that's what they did. I mean, the Chiefs versus the who did they face first round? Uh, they faced the Miami Dolphins. Put some the Miami Dolphins. They look. Unbelievable. I mean, 
not unbelievable, but they looked like their former self. Not at the absolute best, but a good version of KC, not the regular season version of KC. And then versus the Bills, I mean, they look beatable again. If there was ever a game that the Bills were going to be having a chance to win, was this one. Because the Chiefs Listen, looked beatable did it, okay, at part. Can I ask you something? Because I'm assuming you watched the game. I didn't get to watch the whole game. I did. I, did? I watched the first half live, and then I watched the second half when I woke okay. up. Just based on what I saw and based on the box score, did it look like the Bills were playing, like, not to lose because Josh, like, Josh Allen didn't even have 200 yards passing, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. No, he did not. But a big and, part you know of what, that. You know, and here's what grinds my gears. Here's what grinds my gears. Because we're going to talk about Lamar in, the, in another segment. And people are going to come in here and want to, like, anoint Lamar Jackson because he can run for 100 yards and throw under 150. Get out of here with that. Just just get out of here. I understand running is better with the bad terrain, but if you don't have a guy who can throw the ball when you need it, you don't have a guy. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, regarding your first I'm, question. I, I'm not I'm not bending the knee to Lamar. That's that's all I'm saying. Go on. Yet. Yet. No. Uh it's not gonna happen. One buddy. thing if, if it happens, say. I I will if it happens, this is this whole thing was rigged from the start. Uh, we'll talk about rigged when we get to the Ravens. Because no, I have no, a tweet no, no. that I want to share with you and I want to get I, your I, take I already on looked it. at it. Go on. Oh, did you go on? Oh, go, go, okay, go on okay, okay. We'll get we'll get to it. Okay, yeah, we'll so regarding it. this game still. Yeah, it is true that Hallen didn't really have the best passing stats game. Uh, when you look, I mean, he had 186 yards passing, yeah. which is not good. Uh, but when you look at what happened in the game, I mean, he had a big completion to he was Diggs, their best running back. Which, yeah, and he was their best running back. That's true. Although, it from what I saw, because I saw the first half live, so I watched like the full plays, all of that. Then I watched the second half was the game in 40, and I skipped like in between the downs. So while I did watch the rest of the game, it was like skipping parts, I guess. But one thing that was really weird to me was that in the first half, they were really running the ball well with James Cooks. And although like the final stat line isn't great, I mean, he had 18 carries, 61 yards, 3.4 yards per carry, it didn't look like they were going back to it in the second half. It's one of those things in which you look and it's like, ah, he got 18 carries, but I really don't remember those 18 carries because it did feel like he got the ball way less uh, when he was being efficient with it in the first half. So maybe it was a, a second half adjustment, and we'll talk about those when we get to the Ravens game because that was a true masterpiece in second half adjustments. But what I wanted to point out was he had less than 200 yards passing. But that came with, like, two passes to Stefan Diggs, one of which was, I mean, that ball traveled 60-plus air yards, and it just went right through Diggs's hands. I'm not sure what is going on with Diggs, and we've talked about it before in the show, but it is really weird to me that, like, in the second half, he just completely blanked. I mean, in their last 10 games, if I'm not mistaken, I saw this one earlier. In the last 10 games, he has 
roughly 450 yards. So that's 45 yards per game. Shakir, uh, Khalil, Shak Khalil Shakur, Khalil Shakir, Shakir, the guy who was Shakir, yeah, Shakir, um, in 20 less targets. So Diggs has roughly 80 something targets. Uh, Shakir has 60, 60 something. Shakir has 15 more yards than Stefan Diggs across their last 10 games. And it's really weird because that play could have changed the whole outcome of the game. And they weren't really playing not to lose, going back to your original point, because the team playing not to lose doesn't really go into, like, for example, a fake punt that they tried to make, which was absolutely ridiculous. I like fake punts, but fake punts, don't get me wrong. Um, but the way they executed it and the play calling on that was absolutely atrocious. It felt to me like they really wanted to get a play with Demar Hamlin, and it went nowhere. And the Chiefs even had 10 men on the field. I mean, there there are people who said they had 11. Some people said they had 10. It uh, doesn't really matter at this point. But it was an absolutely atrocious play calling. And then a team playing not to lose doesn't really make the deep shots that Allen was making in the clips that I sent you. Which, to me, and I guess this goes back to the point that we were having before, I understand that they needed the touchdown to win the game. That's what saves you and guarantees you that Mahomes needs to get the touchdown. But you know from experience that you have let you have scored a field goal on that exact team and left that team with under 30 seconds to play, and they managed to get a field goal with I believe it was one touch with one timeout. Leaving Mahomes with two timeouts and roughly two minutes on the clock, you're not winning that game anyway. So I'm not so sure not as missed. to why Allen was making those throws, especially on second, third, and fourth down. Like, going through all the downs, making deep shots, wasn't looking like the best play calling or execution of the play, I guess. Especially in the they, second down. Because when they knew picks. the field goal wasn't good enough, Alex. They knew but they, they had two minutes. But they had two minutes. Like, I'm not saying settle for the field goal, but it's like second and 10 and Diggs is open. You can get six yards there. Why are you going for the deep shot? And I understand that Shakir was open on that play. But it's still like you're leaving two minutes on the clock for Patrick Mahomes and that offense that you have shown absolutely no, no idea how to stop. How are you thinking that you're going to win that game? I mean... The final result of that game was 27-24. And that, that is with the Kansas City Chiefs having a play with McCall Hardman in which he fumbled the ball across the Bills' end zone, which gave the possession back to the Bills, which is like the stupidest rule in the whole goddamn rule book. So that happened. And the Chiefs still won by three. And they scored 27 on your, on your defense. You have shown absolutely no idea how to stop them. And you're giving the ball back to Mahomes for two minutes. That's mind-boggling, man. What happened? What happened to the Buffalo Bills that that Alex put in his number one spot during the season? I mean, what happened to the best-looking Buffalo Bills team he's ever seen? What happened, Alex? They were the best-looking Buffalo Bills team you ever seen, man. Injuries, man. For a big part, it was injuries on defense. Okay. I mean. That played a part for sure. I'm not giving Allen the excuse because he did make some mistakes. And especially like 
the deep shots that I'm talking about, those to me were mind-boggling. You can say what you what you want about like Shakir being open in the second round when he made a pass. You're still not winning that game. I have zero conviction that you would win that game if you scored that touchdown. What if they were like trying to like play a weird version of 4D chess where they scored the touchdown, forced Kansas City to Cause because what how much they would they have been up if they scored the touchdown? They would have been up by four, right? Four, exactly. Force Kansas City to score the touchdown and then go try to go and win it with the ball on the last possession. What if they were trying to play that kind of 4D chess? I'm not sure if the Chiefs would have left any time on the clock, to be honest. Because I think they're a better coach team, and in the end, this is what it comes down to. There's levels to coaching, and you can see that in the playoffs. Oh, no. We're not going to go back to the difference between good coaching and Nick Sirianni, are we? <laughs> no, that one... As wild as it is, I guess we can talk about it next year still. I guess we're done talking about Sirianni for the rest of the playoffs, but I guess he will still be a part of our talks next year because he's Do you know staying. who will? <laughs> Do you know who also will? Who? Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. He, he survived like... the interview or the whatever it, it was. All I can say about that is that it's called the NFC least for a reason. Listen. Listen, man. I don't know how how like how if you're Jerry Jones can you make the justification of keeping him? You saw it. Twice. You, you twice said in it. A row. You said that it was the single most shocking game that you ever had to to be in. It's like it stung worse than some of the Super Bowl losses. That he said. I believe that's something that he said. Players were didn't know what just happened. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I do not understand. As I said, I think the best way to describe it is it's the NFC least for a reason. So and it's it going to continue like being the NFC least. Mike McCarthy's coming back to hurt me again next year. So here we go. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Them and the Dak, Chargers, man. Dak is reportedly, although McCarty is back, I believe the report is that he won't get an extension, so he's playing the last year of his deal. But Dak apparently is still online, uh, in line to get a big extension. So, color me shocked, but this is where we're heading with the, the, the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think happens? Oh. So, like, if they lose in the first round again, or, or heaven forbid, they miss the playoffs next year, do you think there's a scenario Mike McCarthy gets fired and Dak doesn't come back? Well, McCarthy would just be out of the door since that's the last year of the deal. So, not necessarily fired, but he won't be brought back. Dak, yeah. I mean, if Dak gets the big deal this year, which I believe he is eligible to, He's eligible to. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you get under from that deal after it's signed and it goes south in the playoffs next year. I mean, you're just stuck with the dude. So now you even have CD Lamb's mom talking about Dak, saying how he's not built for this and he's not him. So you should just run him out of the town. Do you know <laughs> what this gives me vibes of? What? 
Odell Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield situation. Huh. Does it not? Uh, I can see some similarities, but it's like I would I would understand it better if we had seen this issue in regular season or if Dak wasn't playing up to the standard in regular season. But no, I mean this just certainly came out of the blue. Yeah, but it's like it's not even like this started to happen like in the second half after they were getting demolished. It was like it was something that was happening like first second drive of the game. I mean, after yeah. the first or second drive of the game, uh, there's not really much team. that you can say about either team. Yeah, they just weren't connecting. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, the the big difference between the Chiefs and the Bills is just, I think it's coaching. That's the biggest difference. And the better QB won. And it's, sometimes football is really as simple as that. Then we try to make it more difficult. But it's like... Who has the better coach? The Chiefs. Who has the better QB? The Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs won. And it's really that simple. And I think you can look at every single game that happened this week and say that exact same thing. Uh, I think that's harder to point out with the Detroit. That would be a harder call with the Detroit-Tampa game. But other than that, I, I generally agree with you, yeah. Hmm. Well, no, I, I don't know about that because Kansas City or Kansas City, San Francisco Packers. Oh, I still think. I mean, I, I'd argue, when you look I'd back argue at their Jordan Love, could be better than should be viewed as better than Brock Purdy. Uh I think it could be viewed better, but let's not forget that, like, with three or four games left in the season, Brock Purdy was the MVP favorite. That's fair. So, that's fair, that's fair. Like people like to to rain on the dude, and I've done that as well, because he's a seventh round pick and like his leash is absolutely like the shortest of any yeah. starting QB, probably. Um but yeah, I mean what he has put on tape, and yeah, you can't really pick the team who you who you play with, and sure he has a bunch of all stars, but I mean he's still putting up the numbers, right? And he was yeah. an MVP candidate at a point. True. But yeah, that was definitely like, uh, how many games did you watch of this slate? I just watched Kansas City Buffalo. Okay, because I was going to say. I started, I watched Houston and Baltimore until halftime, and then that game was over, unfortunately. Shortly after that. (laughs) No, for you, it ended at F. You can just say that it ended at F and you saw nothing else from it. (laughs) You can just you can just go with that. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that Chiefs and Buffalo Bills game was certainly the best game of the it week. It was. It was. But to be honest, like most of these games were quite good, and most of them were like not completely down to the wire, but they were close for most of it. Outside of the Ravens and the Houston. Texans game, and I guess we can talk about that one and take it out of the way. Yeah, it was tied at half, and as I said before, this is where you saw like the biggest halftime adjustment and like a mastery in halftime adjustments by a very experienced coach versus a team with a rookie coach and a a rookie head coach and a rookie QB. And like at half, the game was tied. Uh, Still a bit dubious because. 
the Ravens could have gotten a score late in the second half, but Lamar got sacked twice, so that ended the drive. And the, the only touchdown that the, the Texans got was via punt return. So, man, it was tied, but you could see that the better team was the Ravens. And then at the second half, I mean, they just put the foot down the 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 gas. And, I mean, they had no breaks. They were just going for it. And Lamar was just... Running back Lamar came out. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. keep saying that. You keep saying that. But, he was their I best mean, rusher! He was the best he was. rusher! He was. But it was also the best passer, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, like he played very well. Lamar, I think he played very well. Yeah, you yeah, only yeah, have 152 yeah. yards passing, sure. But I mean, he still have. I believe it was the second highest PFF grade of any QB this week, only behind Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had an 83.9 grade, which was yeah the second highest. Uh, running the ball, I mean, he was just... I mean, there was a play in there, which I was just like, what a play call, man. And there, it was one of those plays in which uh, you just throw a bunch of misdirections. The whole defense basically baits on the running back, and Lamar just has a pulled... I believe it was a pulled guard who blocks for him, and he, he gets a huge gain from it on a fourth down, if I'm not mistaken, fourth and short. It was a great call there. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, clock struck midnight for the Texans. Great rookie season by Stroud, but not the greatest game versus the Ravens. And he finally faced a very strong defense in the Ravens um, that plays well at home as well as away. Not taking anything from the, the Browns defense. They were a great unit for the whole season. But as we said before, not the best traveling defense. And the Ravens were just they came to play. This is this is this is not the, the same Ravens team as we saw versus the Titans a few years ago. Like this is a team that is fully ready. They have the best defense in the whole playoffs. They have the best run game in the whole playoffs. And I mean they're they are just precise with their passing. Like they are efficient with their passing. 6.9 yard, yards per attempt for Lamar. I know yeah. you want to rain, rain on the on the Ravens parade, but I mean, that made it very hard for you to do so. <laughs> that was a dominating performance, man. It was. It was very good. Lamar played great. Yeah. Their defense is otherworldly, quite honestly. Yeah, and they just managed to... I mean, when you have a very good defense and you can run for... I mean, Lamar has 11 carries, 100 yards, 9.1 yards per carry. Justice Hill, 13 yard, thirteen carries, 66 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. Even Gus Edwards, 4 yards per carry on 10 carries and 40 yards. I mean, when you can just run the ball effectively, when you look at any of those numbers, yeah, then yeah, Dalvin Cook had a couple of like eight carries in garbage time but when you look at those numbers and those yards per carry that those guys got that basically guarantees you that you can move the rock and you can keep getting first downs and then when your defense is as stout as the Ravens defense is this year 
And even like signings that I didn't necessarily like, like Jadavian Clowney was never a player that I necessarily liked since he joined the NFL. But I mean, he still had one of the best PFF grades across every defensive player. And he was really good versus the Texans as well. So there's a reason their defensive coordinator is getting as as much buzz as he's getting for a net coach gig. And it shows like in the playoffs, it really shows. Yeah, that's true. So, you're picking Kansas City over Baltimore now, right? Uh, I wonder. Boston, right? <laughs> I guess this is the best time to talk about the tweet that I was talking about earlier. Um, and I did not send you, but I, I'm guessing that you saw it already, no? The one where... The weather prediction for the 49ers Ravens Super Bowl. Oh no, 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 no. There's another theory. I guess it's there's might another just be one. Another one. Um another one. and I guess this this can just be a coincidence. I'm not sure like how many stock I would put on this. But this is from Warren Sharp on Twitter. And he has basically made he has searched alongside with NFL Ref Stats, which is an account on Twitter that tracks like tendencies from the refs. He has made a research uh-huh. into the appointed um, referee refs for the Kansas City Ravens for game, the Chiefs Ravens game, which yeah. is Sean Smith, if I'm not mistaken. So, with this ref, road teams win. At the number one highest rate with him. He penalizes home teams in ways no other ref does. And I'm reading you a few interesting stats from this like thread of tweets. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. in the last three years, with other refs, home teams win 55, 55.9% of the times. But with okay. Smith, home wins rates drop to 40.8%. So that's effectively a 15% decrease. That's a huge drop. That's a huge yes. drop, yeah. With other refs, home teams cover the, cover the spread 50.1% of the time. With Smith, they cover they cover only 37% of the time. And just a couple more examples here. False start penalties. The NFL average in the last three years is 4.6% more penalties on the road team, which makes sense. Crowd noise, all of that thing, would hurt the road team, of course, right? With Smith, there's 34.8% more penalties on the home team than the road team. (laughs) Running back Lamar better be ready to have some of his rushes called back. And finally, the last one for you. <clears throat> League wide, roughing the passer and unnecessary roughness are called at a slightly higher degree on the road teams. But Smith calls 37 to 71% more roughing the passer and unnecessary roughness penalties on the home team than the road team. Are you saying I should be feeling good about Final Boss? 
Uh, you might. You might. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm changing my pick based on this. Because, I mean, if the Bills game taught me anything, was that, I mean, the final boss is here and, like, this <laughs> offense still looks great. But if there's one point that I think they are not great at is run is uh, running defense. And if there's well, one they're... thing that the Ravens know how to do is run the football. The Ravens? Uh, the Ravens run the football and the Chiefs are not great at stopping the run. Yeah. The Ravens run the football? Yeah. The Ravens. Don't, Ra- don't the Ravens run the football? So who is the best rusher for the Ravens in the last game? Lamar. I think I have a little bit more confidence. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that Justice Hill or Gus Edwards or whatever fourth string running back they get out of free agency won't perform well under the Baltimore schemes, but I do think there's a a little bit different element to it when it's the quarterback rushing. Now, I do agree with that because we just saw what Josh Allen did with his feet against against the Kansas City defense, and that does concern me. That said, they're going to have to pass eventually. I mean, they can just be efficient when passing, though. They could. That's what they did versus the Texans. Quite honestly, I think the more interesting matchup is that defense versus Mahomes and the Kansas City offense. I think that the flow of that decides the game, regardless of what Lamar does. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think you're correct in that assessment. But I think that when it matters, Lamar will make the place to win the game. So I'm not changing this side of the bracket. So, um, refresh my memory. Um, When was Lamar Jackson's last Super Bowl run again? Um, 2024. Okay, okay. (laughs) I'm putting that in my calendar. Okay. Okay, okay. So... When was the last time Lamar made an AFC championship game that he's about to play? 2024. 2024. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 So, how many straight AFC championship games have the Chiefs made it to? Uh, I believe With this Patrick is going to be either six or seven. Right. 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 So, you're mm-hmm. telling me. Right, so you're telling me that the team and the quarterback who have played in six straight AFC championship games is going to lose because Lamar Jackson, who's never been there before, is going to be is going to know the moment and be ready for the moment. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. I'm putting that down in my notes. Lamar okay. Jackson makes a Super Bowl run with the Ravens 2024. Okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, I, I understand the sentiment, but I just wanted to point out that a couple of years ago, there was this Chiefs team who had gone to one, two, three, was going on their fourth AFC championship game. Oh. A couple of years ago. 
Uh-huh. And then yeah. out of nowhere came right. an AFC North team that no one really gave much for at the start of the season. Right, 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 right. To the AFC Championship right. game right, right, right. with a QB that never played in an AFC Championship game. Right, and right, was right, never right, right. the league MVP. To this right, point, right, right, it's right, still right. not a league MVP. And they right, got right, that, right, right. that win in Kansas City, nonetheless. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, yeah, you yeah. might know which team I'm talking about. I'm just yeah. a wild guess that you might know. So, but how exactly is this different from that situation? I forgot that Lamar Jackson. This was Lamar Jackson's second year on the Ravens. This is news to me. Ah, uh, here, here's see. here's here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You have. It's not like it's not like the Ravens just disappeared for the last six or seven years and magically showed up this year. They've had six or seven years of Lamar. Well, maybe they didn't have to prepare to him because he didn't make it that far. They've had six or seven years worth of playing him to prepare for this scenario. Lamar's never been here. Lamar doesn't know what this feels like. He can pretend he does, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know this. But, Burrow also didn't he know. He knows as much as I do. Yeah, but Burrow also knew as well as you do back in 2020, uh, 2021, I guess. No, I actually don't know the answer. So so please prove me a fool. Lamar Jackson, national championship yes. games. How many did he, did he have? I believe the answer is none. Oh, so even at the college level, Lamar Jackson doesn't know what it's like to play in the biggest games of the year. Okay. So you're you're Experience. telling me because he has never went to a national championship where he was facing versus guys who in like two months will, would be running car dealerships. You're telling me that because of that and because he never got to this point, then the dude has no chance. No, no, I'm saying the dude has no chance because he's had a decade to have this moment and this is the first one. What did you do the other nine years? I mean, for some of them he was hurt. Some of them, I mean, he just didn't put it all together. And now he's putting it all together. And the, ste- the team it. around him is putting Stop it all together. It. I mean, this is the best you team guys... that he has ever had. One, yes. But two, you're pretending like... Okay, I, I know I said running back Lamar this whole episode. But we're pretending like Lamar just didn't know how to throw last year. Lamar was... Very similarly capable thrower last year to this year. Come on, bro. Like, let's get out of here. Yes, but the offensive scheme this year is better. Defense oh is better. Oh my this god, year the, the defensive scheme is better than bigger I mean, wide the... receivers. The scheme's the same. The scheme's been the same for nine years, bro. It is not. They're more pass heavy right now than they were in years prior. And I'm not even looking at the stats right now, but I, I can open it up. I can open it up just for you. How many more pass attempts do you think Daddy has this year versus last year, for example? Did he even play the whole year last year? I believe he missed the last games. I'm not mistaken. Uh, 2022, he oh. missed. 2022, he missed four games. 
Four games. Okay. So did Four you play games. every game this year? He All but how many? Every uh, every game but the last one in which he was rested. Okay. Okay. And we had 18 games last season. I just want to confirm. I'm pretty sure we did, but I just want to confirm. Yeah, uh, no, we... Wait. We have... Isn't it 17 games? 17 well, I games, said 18, 18 weeks. games, but it's it's yeah, 18 weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah. so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess that whatever he had this year is whatever he had last year plus about is a three game difference plus about 90 to 100 throws. Uh so this year he passed the ball 457 times last year he passed the ball 326 times which is roughly one or two pass attempts more this year a game a game exactly one or two come on bro <laughs> you're killing me come <laughs> like, I mean, as I said, say this prior to looking at the stats. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, he had a higher passing success rate, oh. for example. He had a lower interception he ratio. Receivers, he has Alex! What? He has better wide receivers, Alex. Of yes, course and that's he's why more I'm successful. Yes, and that's why I'm saying that he has a better chance this year actually achieving a Super Bowl. I mean, for crying out loud, he's going to be the MVP this year. The unanimous MVP. The second ever unanimous MVP. After you know which one was the first unanimous unanimous MVP? Did he make an AFC Championship game the year he won the first unanimous MVP? stop it. Stop it. You stop it. I mean, he was in what? It was was his first year starting the full season. Okay, I've said it in previous episodes, but let's be honest. The fact that he got unanimous MVP last year is complete bullshit. The man wasn't in the MVP conversation till like week 15. Unanimous MVP. Yes, and yet he was still the best QB on the best team in the league. I am not bending the knee to Lamar right here. No, no, this is not happening. He didn't deserve the unanimous MVP this year. This is the first time he's here, and he's about to get taken out by final boss. So that, that's all I got to say. Okay, you that's, might that's not want to bend the knee right now, but we're going to be sitting here next week at the same time, and you're going to have to bend the knee, man. Oh, we'll see about that. Because I was wavering on this one, but out of principle, I'm not changing my pick. The Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Damn it. I am not changing the pick. Right, right, right. (sighs) On the NFC side, though. The the, the less interesting side, yes, go on. (laughs) Uh... In this side, I might change my pick. Stop this. Maybe maybe it's just like... Listen, I'm I, having... I love Dan Campbell. I want the best for Dan Campbell. But he doesn't have a chance that. this game, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the guy, and it's like, whenever I check 
the post game about to pick Jared Goff against the the 49ers defense. You know that, right? Which, to be honest, has not been oh super impressive God. so far. I mean, it's true. It has not. And I think, yeah, I think I'm changing this side, and we'll get there eventually. But I'm pretty sure that I'm changing my side on the Disgusting NFC. Disgusting-ass Super Bowl prediction. The Baltimore Ravens versus the Detroit Lions. So what do you want then? Do you want it's like the Chiefs and the Niners? It's like the Chiefs and the Chiefs and the Niners, and we're gonna watch that again since we've watched that. I don't know, like three, it was four a years good ago. Game, Alex. <sighs> it was a good game. Yeah, it was, but it's like back then the Chiefs had better players. Back then, the Niners I think were much better defense than they are right now. I'm just sitting here, and it's like... I wanna see, you don't want to see Christian McCaffrey in the Super Bowl? You don't want to see that? Mm. <laughs> what? I'm okay. I'm just I just, why, why wouldn't I be happier for a guy who was the first overall pick for his team, who got ran out of town because he was not enough for Los Angeles, but now he is enough for Detroit? Why wouldn't I be happy for that guy winning the Super Bowl and reaching the Super Bowl with a coach that saying, even I doubted? Wait, you doubted? I didn't doubt it. Wait. Oh, I doubted then, Kevin, when he was signed. I thought it was a stupid-ass choice. And yet the man is is sitting there in the locker room, giving his locker room speeches. And I'm I'm literally like on the edge of my seat because the dude is just... He makes anyone going to run through a wall. God damn really it, does, I want that guy in the Super Bowl. I don't want Shanahan really again. Does. I don't care about Shanahan. Oh. I want that guy. He has renounced Shanahan. Yeah. His coaching no more darling. Shanahan. No oh, more Shanahan. Shanahan. We want the Dan Campbell show. This guy. Would you this at least is... pick Detroit over Baltimore in that scenario? Depends on how the Niners game go and how the Chiefs oh, game wow. goes. As of right now, I think I will still call the Ravens to win. But, I mean, if Detroit comes out guns blazing and just puts a stop to the Niners, just like a very clinical stop, and the Ravens struggle versus the Chiefs, then I might flip my pick. I mean, I don't know. But I want that team in the Super Bowl. That's that's the team that I want. I don't want the Niners. You don't want the Niners. I do not want the Niners. And I'll tell you what. I think the Niners were lucky to win that game. Oh, my God. I I'm, I mean, I saw that game in full. That one I didn't need to watch, like, in two, two sides. I watched that game in full. And that game, I thought for sure the Packers were going to be the team of destiny this year. And they were just going to run the table. And I was shocked in the end. Yes. Yes. The missed field goal? Yeah, the missed field goal was a part of it. And then it was like, okay, so yeah. I was reminded of how young this Green Bay team was when Jordan Love threw that pick in the end. And it's like, it shows inexperience. And it's okay. I mean, it takes nothing away. Uh, What? Jordan Love will be fine. Yeah, he will be fine, and it was a great season. And now they're reportedly 
looking into giving him a deal that will make him one of the highest paid QBs in the league, which might be a tad that. soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might be <laughs> a tad too soon. <laughs> Even that though that's what Jordan Love believers think that. That is one of the problems with uh, having a guy sit for three years is uh, you got to make a decision there soon now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they made a decision last year on not giving him the fifth-year option, I believe, but giving him an extension. So he's still technically under contract for, I believe it's just next year. Um, I don't listen. And for the record, I'm not saying don't give Jordan Love a contract, but I don't know if I'd give Jordan Love highest-paid quarterback in the league money. As that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's going to be in the high forties or fifties range. And that yeah. seems like a tad much. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, he had a pretty good game. He was still making some of those throws, which I was like surprised that he was achieving. But at the end of the day, I mean, just a silly mistake in the end. I mean, there was no need to actually force that ball in that situation. He had plenty of downs to to go with. Uh, he had plenty of timeouts. And they, I mean, they were down. They were down what? Let me check. They were down just three points, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they been... needed a field goal to tie. Yeah, they needed the field goal to tie. The kicker missed the field goal prior. They had time. They could have marched down the field and got something done. Because, as I said, the Niners defense does not strike me as a great unit this year, especially uh, in the passing defense. The corner seems very exploitable this year. So, I think if he had taken just a bit more of a like a deep breath. He was if he was calmer and I understand it is Weird. the divisional round. Two minutes. Weird. So so wait, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me uh Jordan Love had never been there before, so maybe just maybe he wasn't ready for that moment. Weird. Odd. Does Jordan Love have two unanimous MVPs too? No, I I'm think he curious. does not. Then that's probably a big curious. difference. Oh, oh! The two unanimous MVPs is the big difference. The stuff you do in the regular season—that's that's the big difference. You know what, Angelo? You're sounding a lot like your alter ego, man. Uh huh. <laughs> I think I think he's out, dude. We need to we need to put him back in. And it's like you're comparing Jordan Love in his first year starting to Lamar Jackson, who is now on his what sixth year starting? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's his sixth year starting. Actually, like, fifth. In the first year, he only started, like, seven games. So you're comparing those two guys, and I don't think it's really that comparable. Yeah. Uh, but true. I understand. I understand. For a, lot, for a lot more than Lamar did. You're, you're, trying, you're trying to mix the, things up, maybe find a way to Where? not have to bend the knee next year. I wonder, if Jordan Love, I wonder if Jordan Love had a top defense and it wasn't Swiss cheese all year if he'd be in the uh, NFC championship game. I'm just curious. Mm. It, I mean, uh, when uh, you say that when it matters and all of that, I mean, when it matters, the defense was not Swiss cheese. It was actually pretty good. Even versus the Packers, it was okay to good. Uh, versus the Niners, it was okay to good. Fair. But yeah, big ups to Aaron Jones, though. I mean, dude just dominated on the stretch. Had another great game, 18 carries. Aaron Jones had yards. an amazing playoffs, quite honestly. 
Yeah. Is, do you and think it, this is the last hurrah for Aaron Jones? Like he's about to hit the mean. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, there were plenty of talks about moving off of Aaron Jones this year. I believe the impact isn't that big on the books, but I mean, after this downstretch and the connection that he has with Green Bay, like the whole story with his father Ashes and all of that, it feels really hard for me to justify moving off of him. Especially when, like, your backup option is A.J. Dillon, who, let's be frank, has not been a good running back in the NFL. That's fair. So, almost like, I, uh, almost like Derrick Henry and the Titans. Yeah, it feels like that, right? Yeah. I'm hoping that Jones comes back. Or stays Speaking the of the maker. Titans, the Titans yes. made the first hiring! Woo-hoo! So, who do you yeah. think the first hiring was, Alex? Was it Bill Belichick? No. No, no, they made the second hiring. They made the second hiring. It wasn't Bill Belichick? No. Well, that's weird. Okay. No, it was not. There was another I Hall mean, of Fame coach. Wait, I there mean, was another was, Hall of Fame it coach. It was the Titans, though. It was the Titans. You can't really expect good management from the Titans. Oh. Oh, now it's, now it's, now it's not good management. Interesting, interesting. Actually. But you lost your OC now that we're talking about this, I guess. I did. You lost your OC. So, How do you yes. feel about it? The first, so... Cameron gave me a stat. I'm not sure if this is true. Uh, you might want to double check it. But apparently every offensive coordinator from the 2021 season is different for every team now. Hmm. Meaning That's... all of them have been promoted, have changed organizations, hmm. et cetera. That feels interesting. Yeah, I'm checking. Ah, there is... There is one in 2021. No, wait, no, this is coaches. This is not OCs. OCs, baby. Yeah, OCs, yeah. Why? (laughs) I'm looking for OCs. Ah, okay, I see, I see. Okay, okay, okay. So the Niners see... Is technically Kyle Shanahan, so he's still <laughs> the since there. You go. I, I don't think they can. At least I don't according think, to Wikipedia, I, I don't think someone can uh, can uh, can hire him. You know, can can promote yeah, him. That is true. <laughs> that is true. The only other one uh, would be from 2021. Uh, David Ragone from the Atlanta Falcons. He has been with the team since 2021. That's the only other one that I see. Okay, well, fair enough. But anyway, there have been a there's been a lot of offensive coordinator churn in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. Yes, that is that is correct. Yes. So, I mean, that's the only two guys from 2021. Good news. By the way, good news. If you're a Titans fan, you don't gotta watch more football anymore. Probably. It's great. Uh, Probably. I like the probably. That's that's a good win. That's a win. That's a win. Mm-hmm. If you say so, I'm I, not I entirely listen, sure if listen. that's the hiring that works. Listen, listen. I, I won. I, this season, I won. Arthur Smith is no longer the coach for the Falcons, and Mike Vrabel stepped down from the Titans, and he got replaced with the Bengals OC. I won. I won so far this, this coaching corral season. Now, you are much more... 
uh, connected to the to the Bengals and their staff and all of that than I am. Do you think he was a good head coaching hiring? And how do you think this conflicted. affects the Bengals? Uh, I'm also conflicted on that. I think that Callahan was a huge part of the Bengals offense. In fact, they showed him multiple times, like making adjustments. So I, I, I might even go as far to say he might be more to do with the Bengals offensive success than Zach Taylor, but we'll see. Obviously, when you have Joe Burrow, when you have Jamar Chase, and you have T. Higgins, it's pretty hard to get that wrong. So I think even if it's there's a dip, I don't think it's going to be a huge dip. And if it is, that's impressive as fuck. That said, I don't know exactly why he, Callahan chose the Titans. Like, like what, what do you see? Will Levis might be something. That Traylon Burks guy is pretty cool. Like, you went from Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. And let's not forget Joe Mixon, a running back. And now you got Tajay Spears, Will Levis, and Traylon Burks. That's uh, there's there's some there's there's multiple tiers of differences between those players. So, I'm kind of concerned that for him. I'm I'm very concerned for him, but we'll see. I'll, I'd be optimistic. Hmm. The play calling yeah, will be I'm more interesting. Conflicted. The play calling will be a lot more interesting in Tennessee now. I think, you know, not not just HP mm. dive to Derrick Henry. I guess. I guess we we shall see. I'm not super pumped about the hiring. Um, I appreciate what he did with Burrow, uh, but I'm not so sure if I like him as a net coach. I think he's one of those guys who is better suited for an OC. Yeah. But what do I know? I mean, I was pretty against the then Campbell hiring. So. But, but that said, <laughs> like you need someone like a Callahan to develop a quarterback. And if Will Levis is their guy or if they want to bring in, draft another quarterback, then Callahan's a good coach to develop him. Yeah, that is true. I'm I'm not entirely sure how many interviews he had prior to this, mm-hmm. but it might just be a reason, uh, like, uh, uh, it might just be that he basically had no one on, one on, no one else, basically. Could that be it? No one else wanted the Titans? Well, that wouldn't surprise me. No, no, no one else made a sizable move for him. Oh, really? He wasn't like at the top of most lists. I'm not sure. That's why I'm putting on the table. Maybe that's a possibility that he just wasn't getting that many like head coaching interviews. I would, but I haven't followed in on him. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I guess we'll talk about. More coaching hires after we just finish off the playoffs, but you just went completely kaboof. Yes, I did. You off wanted the rails. that one. <laughs> I wanted off it. the rails we went. Because off I knew the rails we went. Next. Oh, boy. How about the Lions, Angelo? about the Lions? You did not pick the Lions. I did to be not pick in the, the NFC Championship. I did not pick the Lions. <laughs> You, for some reason, picked the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm still trying to understand that one. Dude, listen, outside of but the I, picks, Baker did play really well. He did. He did. And one of the picks wasn't really on him. It was a tipped pass from Mike Evans, if I'm not mistaken, who landed on the, the DB's ends. True. Uh, but he played very well. Uh, we know that like prior to the season starting, when we made our predictions, I 
am someone who was never a big fan of Baker Mayfield. Yep. And I thought yep. the Bucks wouldn't be nowhere close where they finished the season. And you were... I'm not sure if you were the biggest fan, but you saw potential. I think that's a good way to put it. You yeah. saw potential. You had them with a better record than I did. I did. Um, and, I mean, they got far. And in the end, Baker Mayfield played pretty well. I mean, he had 349 yards. He had three touchdowns, two picks. Mike Evans just absolutely burned the Lions. Uh, I believe... I believe he had yeah, like 140 or 180 yards or something. It was something crazy like that. It was 147 yards, but I'm trying to find out who the Detroit Lions CB1 is. Because that guy got absolutely exploited. And from what I understand, he was more of a QB2, a CB2 that out of necessity has to play as a CB1. Uh, yeah, it was Cameron Sutton, the former Steelers player. I mean, he got shredded. Like, every time Evans was one-on-one with him, it I mean, it was not really competition. But this raises the question. Has Baker Mayfield done enough to earn him a long-term deal? Probably not, no. Hmm. Interesting. I don't. The sense that I have is that he actually might have. Really, I don't know if if you were Tampa, would you want to give Baker? Because here was the thing about Tampa, right? The Tampa roster was built to have this one last hurrah, hurrah, and then they would go into the rebuild, right? Yes. So, if that's the case, then. I guess why would you want to give Baker a long term deal? Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that it should be the Bucks, but as he earned a long term deal from an NFL team. Oh, potentially, yeah. Okay, okay, because I, I understand that. Although I'm not sure. I mean, if you're making the divisional round of the playoffs with this roster, don't you think that at least it should deserve another hurrah? Like, the offense for most of the year was technically, like, on par with what they had last year with Tom Brady. So, have they done enough as a team to force this front office to maybe give it another year? I mean, they definitely deserve another year. I guess it really Hmm. just depends on the way that uh, Tampa wants to go. But I do think they've earned another year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a doubter of Baker Mayfield. I wasn't his biggest fan out of the draft. Uh, apart from the game, like his whole, like his whole personality outside of the field didn't really struck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, he has played well enough, and I yeah, I do think he deserves another deal. He deserves to be a starting QB in the league. Oh, for sure. Uh, when I have to, when I see teams like Tampa, uh, like the Falcons, and their fans just drooling over a guy like Justin Fields, and I'm not even gonna go there anymore. And you have guys <laughs> like Baker Mayfield available. I mean, it's just wild to me. I think like Baker should be the pick for any one of those teams looking for a veteran QB. But yeah, I think he, he deserves another deal. He played very well in the playoffs. In the end, 
he lost. The last pick was on him. I mean, you just didn't see the linebacker. Or he mm. was too optimistic on that throw, I guess. So it wasn't on him. But the rest of the game, I mean, he played very well. And major props to Canales, their OC. Yeah. A few shows ago, I remember you said something along the lines of, is there even, o is there even an OC that you like? And it's like, I mean, I like Dave, David Canales right now. I think he is a pretty interesting hiring if you want an offensive-minded head coach. It's fair. And on the other side, I mean, you have to give the props to the Bills, to the Lions, <laughs> mixing those two up, the two teams that you hate. You have to give the props to the Lions, man. I mean, they played great. They had players to make the plays when they needed. I mean, Amon Ross and Brown played great. I mean, when when he was called upon in their most in their biggest times of needs, he answered the call. And like, for example, Stefan Diggs. And do you know that the Lions' leading rusher, they are leading a receiving tight end or like leading player in reception, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And they are leading tackler on defense. Are all rookies? Really? Yeah. I mean, that's how. It works. That's how that goes. Yeah. 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 It's a slam Laporte is something. It's either like uh, receptions, yards, or touchdowns. He has one of those three uh, in terms of like he's leading the team in. So it's Gibbs, it's Laporta. And it's Brian Branch. So I remember when the draft was heavily criticized because they drafted Gibbs high and they drafted the middle linebacker high and then they followed that up by drafting a safety very high. Yep. But they are now playing in the championship game and I understand that having success doesn't necessarily mean that you got the process right. Yep. But they're playing pretty great, man. And like yeah. these players are really good. They are. I actually look forward to seeing Detroit in the future. We'll see if that happens. I do think eventually they're going to have to address the quarterback issue. I don't know if Jared Goff is in their long-term future, but maybe, maybe he is. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do think there's some things they'll have to address eventually. But they, they have, like, from where Detroit was two or three years ago to where they are now is, like, night and day. Yeah, for sure. And I was thinking about that the other day as well. What you mentioned with Detroit and Jared Goff and needing to address that. I was thinking about their QB situation. And now we perceive some players. And it's funny that, like, players get a tag. Uh, if they are liked, they get a tag. And if they are not liked, they get a tag. If we perceive early that a player is not good and he's a choker and he's just not built to be a starting QB in the league or starting whatever position in the league. It's very hard for us to change our views on that. Yeah. And when and the opposite is true. When we think that a QB is great, no, ma no matter how much he actually doesn't like play well in the field. Yeah, like Lamar. seem to... No, yeah, like Justin Fields, man. Um, <laughs> we seem to give them the benefit of the doubt and to trust in him longer. 
And it's funny that like Jared Goff still has that he's a starting QB for the Lions, despite it being like the last two years. I mean, he has been playing pretty well, Here's and this year, especially, he has Here's been playing pretty well. Here's the thing: Jared Goff made a Super Bowl. Yes, Jared Goff got traded after making a Super Bowl. Exactly. If that if that isn't like it's not just biasy it's literally the team saying we made a super bowl with this guy we don't want him anymore that 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 is a statement that it will take years and years and years and years of him to wash away detroit can make the super bowl this year there will still be talks about is jared Goff the future in detroit and it's because of that if they lose it if they win it i'm not so sure if the talks continue that's fair that's fair because then it's the narrative, it's that, okay, he went to the Super Bowl with the Rams, he struggled in the Super Bowl, and yet, I mean, I was heavily critical of him yeah. back then. I'm not sure if you remember. Now, no, no, correct um, me if I'm wrong, was was it Jared Goff's first or, or second Super Bowl that he went to, that he struggled in? It's for, he only went to one Super uh, Bowl. Oh, 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 he only went to uh, one, and he struggled <laughs> in it. Interesting. Yes, Interesting. yes, yes, yes. You know oh. what? Maybe maybe in February we'll have a different talk about how many Super Bowls he went to. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Maybe even next week we'll have a different talk about it. Uh-huh. We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. Yes. But I think the talk changed because the narrative back then was, okay, he struggled there and he struggles versus pressure a lot. He struggled versus the Blitz. Yep. And there was that all. Even I made the point that McVeigh was literally calling plays for him uh, on the line like every single time like yep. and was reading the defense while the comms were on, because uh, he struggled with that. And now, like, he has been doing very well versus the Blitz. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if it's coaching, if it's the player or just ma- or maybe it's just developing. Some... Or ma- yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's this weird thing, this weird thing where, like, as you experience something, you get better with it. So, yes, it of course. Like I'm of getting course, burned. Of course, your third time doing something, you're going to be better than your first time. Of course. Ah, just just like Lamar uh-huh. might be better in his second time in the playoffs uh-huh. than his first time. AFC Championship game. He's made the playoffs before. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it's it's the second time that he's in the playoffs, and now maybe he's better uh-huh. than the first time that he went to the playoffs. I mean, he he did go from zero AFC Championship appearances to one. So yeah, you see. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty big increase, and I mean, how many playoff wins does he have now? I mean, he has one, he had none, so we're moving up, man. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. If he wins this week, he will have not double the amount week. of <laughs> he will have double the amount of playoff wins that he had. If, if he wins this, this week, possible. I will be convinced this game was rigged. He is not. Winning. Oh, okay. He is not. You winning. will then believe the tweet that I read you. He's not. He's not doing this week. This is. Not, he is not getting past final boss. I'm going to tell you that right now. All right. All right. But you know who is getting past the final boss? Who? The Detroit. Oh Rams. my god. Yeah, I, I'm going to say this is how the game goes, and I think this is a pretty good matchup for the Lions in this sense. Oh, man. There's one thing that the Niners often struggle 
is yeah. when they're out of sync and out of rhythm. And when they're put in situations that n- takes them out of their playbook. Mm-hmm. Like they're predefined plays, their predefined playbook. And they have to change the whole thing around. The Packers tried to do this. And to an extent, they managed to. But they didn't do it well enough mm-hmm. that the Niners got totally out of sync. Oh. They... They had a chance there for a Darnell Savage pick that uh-huh. should probably have been a pick six on Brock Purdy early. If that happens, I think we're talking about an AFC North championship game. But one thing that is really interesting to me yeah. is that if there's a coach that will take risks to keep the drives going... Stan Campbell. It's Dan Campbell. Exactly. Uh, and I think wrong. those risks will be the one thing that takes the Lions to the Super Bowl. Because against the Kansas if it's City a short Chiefs. field, against whoever, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Right now, I think it's the Baltimore. But to be honest, you could convince me faster that the Chiefs will go to the Super Bowl than you can convince me that the Niners will go to the Super Bowl. Huh. That's a statement right there oh, that I might regret next crazy. week. But we'll you're see. Really we'll see. Crazy. My man. Yeah, I think the the it, other than the, like that stretch where they lost like four of their five games, they have dom they have looked dominant in every game, dude. Like what I had to make up a phrase to to showcase how dominant they were. Like yeah, and there was absolutely no sacrificing last week. There was the no sacrifice last week. I will give you that. And you know what changes a lot of that. Oh, Alex, Alex. Oh, two man. things, just to close out this game. Just yeah. to close out this game. The two things I'm looking for in this game is, one, will San Francisco be taken out of their rhythm? By the aggressiveness of Dan Campbell of going for it on fourth downs. If he's su- if he's successful in those fourth downs, I think San Francisco will be taken out of their rhythm, and I think it will be a wild game. That Detroit definitely has a lot of chances. That he's gonna to be win. taking these chances and these fourth down risk with Jared Goff. Yes, I mean so far they have been working out. Okay. So I mean I'm not so sure what changes now versus the defense that isn't really that good in the versus the past. This really could be a bad week for you. <laughs> it could be a very awful week. I could be sitting here and just eating crow all day while you relish <laughs> on your wins. But yeah. so far in the playoffs, I've been doing pretty well. You have. And you've been doing pretty poorly. Yeah, so I let's have. see if the trend continues. And the other thing to look for is if there's one thing that the Niners struggle is when they're missing key personnel. And right now, I do not believe that Debo Samuel will play. And the splits with and without Debo Samuel are glaring. Like, they struggle. Plus, the Lions' defense is stout versus one thing and one thing only. The run. And if they take out the run for the Niners, and they managed to get those fourth-down conversions. They're going to have to also I think take they will away have... the swing pass to Christian McCaffrey, not just the run. But, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know that. I disregard that. That, 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 that little shifty white guy who's had like a hundred yards every playoff game. Yeah, that guy. That guy. He played one. He played one. Come on now. <laughs> um, I think if that happens, if they take him out of sync, if they stop the run, if they get those fourth down conversions, I think uh-huh. they win that game, and I think they win that game by double digits. Uh huh. I've said it. You said it. Okay. Let's go to the coachings now. Okay. I think the playoffs should be done here. Okay. Um, okay. So I saw earlier that apparently... Oh, now this is the second time, now that we're actually going to talk about coachings. I was looking at my Twitter, and this is the second time uh, that wow. breaking news from the NBA happens while we're recording the NFL show. So oh, that's fun. Uh, go ahead. Breaking news. No, I'm not sure if you wanted me to spoil it for the NBA show. What's the breaking news? Might as well preview it. Okay. So apparently the Milwaukee Bucks don't have a coach anymore. Oh, that's not surprising at all. Oh, okay. I thought it was surprising. (laughs) But you know who has emerged as a serious candidate to become the coach? Who's that? It's the Mike McCarty of the NBA. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, yeah. Tune in for the NBA show. Well, they will be talking about this. Plenty. I'm guessing. But apparently... Let me get this this fucking straight. Go for it. The Bucks can fire someone when they go 30 and 13 in a season. But the Cowboys can't get... The the hindsight to fire Mike fucking McCarthy after the most embarrassing playoff loss in probably their career. Ah, uh, that just means good good ownership by the Cowboys, isn't it? Yeah, uh, good ownership by the Cowboys. Yeah. You have to continue what was a very successful season. If you take away the playoffs, that is. I'm not sure if Cowboys fans even think there was a playoff game. Maybe they just think there was no... Maybe they Jerry Jones... They don't even remember. <laughs> I think Jerry Jones was so shocked about that game that he got amnesia. So that's why he didn't fire McCarthy. Don't blame like, him. when are we playing in the playoffs, man? And no one has gotten the courage to tell him. Yeah. He hasn't got the memo yet. Um, he has not got the memo yet. And he's an old man. It's understandable. Uh-huh. Uh, but okay, so coaching hiring so far. Yeah. We've talked about Brian Canna- Callahan. Yep. The week prior, uh, Jared Mayo signed for the Patriots. We talked about that. We talked about that last But the week. one that we, we didn't talk about yet was that Antonio Pierce finally got the job. Antonio hey, Pierce. Antonio Pierce. They kept Antonio Pierce after apparently there was a report that if they didn't kept Antonio Pierce, Max Crosby would be looking into requesting a trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time that it happens. Like, I believe there was an instance in the past in which... They got their head coach fired. The DC jumped in, or one of the defensive personnel jumped in to the head coach. He played pretty well. And then they dumped him. And I'm not even sure if it wasn't for um, 
I was about to say, wasn't that like McDaniel. last year when McDaniel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, because, that was it, yeah. because it, Yeah, it was because they played the Bengals that year, and the year the Bengals made that run, and they almost beat them. They almost beat the Bengals. Yeah. First round. Long and back first. then, the players wanted the guy to stay in charge. Yeah. And yeah, Davis I remember that. didn't really listen to that. And now, I mean, he listens. And Antonio Pierce is the official head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I like it. I like that signing. Yeah. I think it's... it's I think the guy really is what the Raiders should be. He's the personification of the Raiders, I think. And that team played for him down the stretch. I mean, he went 5-4 as yeah. a net coach. And they played hard. I mean, that defense was one of the best units since he took over. And if you can galvanize those guys... I mean, this is just like Dan Campbell at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, he galvanized those guys and he got those guys to give the most that they can for him. And what they... I mean, at the point, like, in the, the Lions game, right now, I believe, just completely wrecked few parts of his knee and he was still out there playing for him because, I mean, the guys just trust the coach. And I think something similar could happen here in Las Vegas with Pierce. So I like that signing. Think Aiden so, <laughs> and to me, that's been the best signing so far. There have been three. Which one has, has been the best signing for you out of those three? I think it is Antonio Pierce. It's Antonio Pierce. And the second one, I I believe we both think it's probably Brian Callahan, right? Yeah. Okay, so that leaves Jared, poor, poor have, old Jared Mayo. I have no idea what to think there. of Jared Mayo in New England. And honestly, New England is kind of a shit show situation right now. Yeah, it, it feels like a very weird hiring just because they didn't really interview anyone else. And I understand there was a clause in his contract that basically said that would Bill get fired, he would technically have first steps at the job or he would have to leave, something like that. Right. But it's still weird to me that you don't even interview anyone else. New England just... No, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe they're a shining example of stability in the NFL. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. And that leaves it's gonna the be Falcons. Years. Yeah. <laughs> it's going That leaves the Falcons with a vacancy. That leaves yep. the Panthers with a vacancy. Yep. That leaves the the Chargers with a vacancy. Yep. And the Commanders with a vacancy, as well as the Seattle Seahawks as a vacancy. Uh-huh. Apparently, the latest report that I heard is that the Chargers... And Harbaugh are at a striking distance for a deal. So I would be surprised, to say the least, if that's where Harbaugh ends up being. I also heard that Bill Belichick was number one on the Falcons. Yes, I heard that as well. I believe he had a second interview uh, in the weekend, but there was another coach who got a second interview in the weekend as well. Here's a question, if you're Bill Belichick. Why the fuck would you want to go from having a good defense but not having a quarterback to having a good defense but not having a quarterback? Is now yes, Kyle Pitts. Oh my! Bijan Robinson and Drake London. 
I mean, talking fantasy here. If you are a Kyle Pitts owner in Dynasty, you are I am. praying that Bill Belichick. Just I am a Kyle Pitts owner Falcons. in Dynasty, Alex. I am a Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you be happy with Bill Belichick there? You know what? I'd be happy with a fucking quarterback. I mean, yeah, but they can still get one though. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, I, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Oh God, no, oh, no, 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 no. You know, no, what? No. You know what? No, what no, I saw no, yesterday no, 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 no. If, if Bill goes to the Falcons, no, 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 no. Oh. McDaniel's would go with him. Oh no! You know that brings. <laughs> that certainly might bring a certain someone that is in Vegas right now. Oh boy, the band is back together, man. Aren't you happy? No. With the band? <laughs> that is like a reunion when um from hell for yeah. our listeners that are like WWE fans. That feels a lot like those, uh, oh. like Saudi uh, shows that they sometimes make just to get her money. And then Saudi has like all of those restrictions, not restrictions, but like those demands that they have. And I remember that show like a few years ago <laughs> in which they demanded Taker and Kane. So you had Taker and Kane versus uh, yes. Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yeah. yeah. And that's I, the reunion that you're getting. That's <laughs> It's terrible. It's gonna it's be not, terrible. It's gonna be terrible. I had it's, a. It's I had not a, a good reunion. I had a question about Dynasty, and then you made me think about Jimmy Garoppolo in Atlanta. Oh lord. Okay. I forgot. I What's forgot. For I Dynasty? forgot it. No, you I forgot, forgot it. it. Jimmy just... Garoppolo in Atlanta was so traumatizing that I forgot it. Congratulations, Alex. Oh my god. Oh. So out of those spots, which one we've talked about this before, but which one of this, now that there's less, is the best one for you? So saying it again, the Commanders, the Seattle Seahawks, the Chargers, the Panthers, and the Falcons. I think the the best situations i'm ignoring cap i'm talking about like head coach i got talent chargers falcons panthers commanders you miss the seahawks that's because they don't exist um great thank you very much seahawks above panthers so, okay, sorry. Chargers. Right yeah, yeah, exactly. Chargers. Falcons. Seahawks. Panthers. Commanders. Commanders. Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean, as I said, uh, I still think the Commanders is the best job available. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Keep they, disagreeing on that. Sh- but they I think on the defense so now you have to rebuild a defense you probably have to rebuild an offensive line 
If you're if your shitty offensive line hasn't ruined the quarterback already, then maybe you don't need a quarterback. But if they have, then you need a new quarterback. Thank so, God they are picking second overall then, right? Yeah, thank God. Like, God damn. Yeah. And you know what, like, crazy pieces they threw away, like, the best pieces on their defense? They traded away Monte Sweat, who, although I've not been a huge fan of, he has been doing well in Chicago. But they got a, a third-round pick out of him, if I'm not mistaken, or a fourth-round pick out of him. And you can get a, an edge, at least to develop around those lines. And then they traded away Montez, uh, they traded away Chase Young, who has been absolutely nothing with the Niners. I think that trade was a goddamn robbery, man. They robbed the Niners. They did. They did. And, I mean, yeah, the defense needs some pieces, but they have plenty of draft picks, and they have the second overall pick. They have a high second-round pick. They have all of their picks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. I think that job is really good, especially because you can pick the QB you want to work with outside of maybe Caleb. You have every single other QB available, and you can choose who to work with. I'm just saying... Who do the Bears... Where do the Bears pick? They pick 101. Who... Who... Uh, who... Was one of Justin Fields' weapons at Ohio State? Arvin Harrison Jr. Was. No, was it? No. He was. He was, for sure. He was. Okay. For a season. That was the season that... Um, Alave and Garrett Wilson said Marvin Harrison Jr. was the best wide receiver there. Okay. I remember now. Yep. Huh. No, but did they did it say it was also JSN? Was there both? And they're just like oh, no, we suck it guys. JSN, it was Jason. Never mind. I'm, oh, okay. I'm tripping. Now, now I'm you tripping were confusing now. me. I'm tripping I'm tripping the th- the three acronym names together. The JSN okay, and the MHJ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I, I could have that, sworn it was I the believe, year after Fields I, left. Yeah, I was about to say, I, that was probably his redshirt year, if I'm not mistaken. That was his redshirt year. He, he never had to experience Justin Fields. Thank God, right? Thank you. I can think of some wide receivers who probably think the same, man. When they look at him, they're like, oh, you're so lucky, man. You're not catching balls from Justin Fields. This guy. Ah. Eventually, we need to talk about like a mock draft and all that. I thought at some point there's... we were going to go through our in-season predictions, and and that's missing as well. Uh, I believe we put a pin on that for the week in between the Super Bowl, when there's nothing to talk about there. So I guess we can do both. We can leave the predict. We can talk about what we thought about of this season and how right or how wrong we were. Because I, I don't have that in front of me. Like nine, nine times out of ten, like what I, after I make something, it's just it's in, that, in one ear out the other. It's just gone. So I don't even know how I did, quite honestly. Versus how you I did. have mine here and yours I should have somewhere. So yeah, I'll find those you out save and everything. we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I save everything. I have a note here. With all of our results that I just basically... I know I know, I had the I Ravens last, and that boots. didn't happen. Yes. Yes. There were a few wild ones. From me and you. Yes. But yes, yeah. I, I did have a few I, wild I, ones. I keep everything. 
I have like a note here with all of our results from like week one to week 18. And it's just like a post-it here that's sitting on my PC. <laughs> so that's fun. Like nothing is cleared here. I can just check back the, all of the info. But yeah, like this week, I think we're just missing the predictions, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Time for me. Time for me to get everyone wrong again. I can't go one and whatever. The only thing I can go is one and one this year, this week, Alex. Okay, that's that's, that's so, all I can go. I, I, if I get one, I, then I, you know, if I don't get, I, there's only one more to not get. So I've got one every week. You know, I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> for the recap, for those of you who are keeping track, I went three and one. I missed the Buffalo game. Angelo went. One and three. He All got right. the Buffalo game right. right. That pushes the overall record of the playoffs to eight and two for me and two and eight for you. So I'm an 80% clip here, Angelo. Yeah, I yeah, told yeah. you the playoffs were the redemption. You have a problem. That's your <laughs> no. We're just we're just going through the motions, Angelo. I'm taking my small victory lap on this one. This it's... is like uh, those, those medals, those participation medals that you give mm-hmm. to the kids now. Yep, so you this got, is my participation go, medal, Angelo. You got your participation, yeah. Thank you very much, Angelo. Thank you. Yep. Okay, so only two games on the slate right now. Oh. Both games on Sunday, so no more Saturday games. Nothing like oh. that. Yeah, okay. one of them is 8 p.m. my time, which should be, what, 3 p.m. yours? Yep. Yeah, and the other one is 11.30 p.m. my time, which is what for you? Uh, seven. Seven. 7.30, yeah. 7 or 8.30, yeah. Okay, so first game for me and for you. The Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. It's the big bad bully going to face the new hotness. Over under, 44 and a half. And the Ravens are three and a half point favorites. And you know what, Angelo? Don't do I'm it. picking. Don't do I'm it. calling this an Alex. I'm calling this an Alex now. I'm still I'm blatantly stealing this from another show, which I won't mention right now. <laughs> there's a betting show out there from a very I'm gonna say that it's very known uh media network. But it's none of the big ones. Uh that has one guy calling games there, and he calls this his last name. So I'm calling this an Alex. And I think the Ravens win. But the Chiefs cover. So give me the He's Chiefs plus three and a half. He's got some sense in him. Yeah. Oh. After being burned last week, I've come to my senses that I usually don't pick against Mahomes. I'm still thinking that the Ravens go to the Super Bowl. But I think this is a close game. So give me the three and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, I think you agree Mahomes, with me. So the 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 bill the the Baltimore Ravens are actually going to the Super Bowl. Oh, that guy, is that is good to know, man. This guy, <laughs> the Chiefs are coming. So KC was three and a half for you as well. Yep. And the other one, 
And this is the first time that I'm looking at the line, and this line is absolutely nuts in my opinion. But it's the Detroit seven, Lions, right? Seven at it? the cent seven on the dot. <laughs> the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. Over under is fifty one, and the 51? Lions are seven point fifty one, and the Lions are seven point underdogs. You know what? And I'm Wait. taking the Lions, baby. Give me San Fran. They can hurt me every week as long as they win. No, 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 no. Detroit is winning this game by double digits. Give me San Fran. Oh, if you want to get some money, Detroit money line right now is uh, plus 250. That This Detroit game is like, we, we could have a whole episode about this game if if San Francisco just pummels the line into oblivion, I hope you know that. You can. <laughs> if you trust my Super Bowl picks, uh-huh. you can parlay both for a plus four hundred, <laughs> plus four hundred and thirty-nine. If you yeah. trust Angelo's picks, you can parlay both for a plus two hundred and thirty-five. Just saying. Eight and two in the playoffs. Two and eight in the playoffs. You know what's funny? What? I think both of them were uh, Kansas City games too. Yeah, <laughs> both were. Can- <laughs> uh, was wait actually was it? Uh, so this one was no. The other one that you got right. Was the Rams plus three and a half? Oh, okay, okay. Rams. Yeah, because you picked Miami. You picked oh, Miami. <laughs> yeah. Cover. So yeah, as we large. said before, Angelo's Super Bowl picks are still alive. He picked KC and Houston, and then he picked San Fran and Tampa Bay, and then the Super Bowl was KC and San Fran. I have the Bills and the Ravens. And on the other side, I had the San Fran and I had Detroit Lions. And then I had San Fran and the Ravens. And I'm calling an audible right now. Okay. It's the Ravens and the Lions. So, rest assured, listeners, next week one of us is going to take a big-ass victory victory lap here. That's a guarantee. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Got anything else to add? I do not. All right, then. As Angelo used to say, since now I am in full control of the outro. Let's go! Do the outro! Uh, There's a fancy, nice little donate button, right? That that you can click to help us out, help the show, help us all of us. Um, If you want to do that, be my guest. Other thing that you can do to help us out, if you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app, if you're listening on the Spotify app, just turn on the auto-downloads, leave us a five-star review. Again, five-star only. Um, And if you're listening on YouTube, just turn on the notifications, subscribe, leave a comment as well, leave a like, leave all of that, everything that you can. Please do. And as always, guys, talk to you guys next week. Have a good championship week. Fuck the Ravens. Had to do it. <laughs>